Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jacob, we were talking about the Warriors, Waratah, defeating Southern Districts 10-10-70 to 7-10-52 in last week's NTFL Grand Final. We spoke a lot about Ryan Ayres, uh... Shannon Rusker returning to Southern Districts, taking over from Matt Cannard again. We were talking off-air about his long-term prospects at the club, and, and I was saying before that he's such a such a strong figure around Southern Districts um, that he would... It would be remiss of Southern Districts, I think, to get rid of him, especially after a year like that. Get rid of him sounds very harsh, but, but you know, to look for a new coach and look for a new alternative... Um, he is a very influential man out at Humpty Doo, so he will be expected to continue on, I believe, if he wants to, in that role. Um, you, If you were Southern Districts in charge of that football club, you would have to consider, well, not consider, you'd have to leave Shannon Rusker in that position and hope they can just go one further next year. Yeah, well, the Rusker name at Districts is synonymous, mm. like, in the same way it is the Motlops at Wanderers. Yeah. And so, what you know, when he's finishing in finals and then dropping out in straight sets a few years ago and they're sticking with him. They're certainly, as you said, off air, mm. going to stick with him uh, when they've made a grand final and, you know, had the lead with a couple of minutes left. So I think they've got a good foundation there and I can't see why you would leave and, and go in a different direction at this point. I think the interesting thing um, that I will talk about in the coming weeks with Rob Hale and Raph Clark when they return uh, is Rick Nolan could potentially be a coach in waiting. He we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and he he wants to coach uh, Premier League men again. He made that very clear during our interview that that would be something that he's interested in. So um, if you're a football club, uh, you know I don't know how much you've had to do with Rick, but if you're a football club in the territory, having someone like Rick available would always be a, a lure, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure. I think. Rick is an amazing coach, and the, one of the best things about him is his video analysis stuff. So oh, he yeah. created his own pro, his own yeah. computer program. <laughs> called What's it called? Sports Clip Maker. Yeah. I actually, when I was with Wanderers and Palmerston, got both of those clubs to purchase that program, and we used it. But Rick, one of the things that he, he said to me when he was showing me this program was that we do too much talking. That's back to the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, before a game. What he does before a game is he shows, like pretty much 90 seconds of video and that's the last thing that they hear from him and see before they run out and it's typically two positives sandwiched with a negative in the middle Mm -hmm. or not negative but what they're going out to try to negate from the other team or try to to work on and uh, and I just think the way he goes about all that video analysis stuff is really effective so if there's any NTFL clubs out there looking for a coach he would definitely be right up there in conversation maybe uh, you know Brenton Toy, I think, is a good is a good coach, but Tiwi is someone that you know they need mm. some change. Maybe that's where they look. Or well, I don't think. To be honest with you, I don't think Rick would entertain coaching the Bombers. I mean, I don't want to speak for Rick. It might be a, a goal of his. Um, but I think Rick said that he, like he said on the interview, that it would have to be a club that he fits in with. And and Rick wasn't 
being the big dog and saying, oh, I'm going to pick and choose which club. But he was saying that he's such a fanatical football mind that, uh, you know, he couldn't coach certain groups in the NTFL. Um, and, and he met that with the utmost respect. And I understand where he's coming from. But some footy clubs that I've, I wouldn't say been a part of, but observed, uh, don't have that meticulous approach to football that Rick would demand. Um, you know, you'd be in a group chat and Rick would be messaging you all Saturday morning saying, water, 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 drink at least eight litres of water. And you'd be like, gee, where there'd be some footy clubs there in locally that just don't have that professionalism that Rick would demand. If you look at the clubs that Rick has coached, St. Mary's, the Queen Ants, who we're going to talk about literally right now, um, I'm just not sure whether, whether he would fit in at every single club. Before we do talk about the Queen Ants, what about Rick at a Nycliffe or a Wanderers? So... Buxy at Nycliffe and you got Aaron at Wanderers, mm. you know, it could be a similar thing has happened at both those two clubs where Nycliffe went with Damien Hale from Saints and then Wanderers went with Andrew, Andrew Hodges mm-hmm. from Saints. Um, had success, both of them, both I, those two clubs. Look, I heard a sneaky rumour a couple of years ago that Rick Nolan was interested in the Darwin Buffaloes job and take nothing away from any of the applicants or Cammy Stokes, who's an excellent coach in his own right, but that would have been very interesting. I would have loved to see what Rick Nolan could do with a group like the Darwin Buffaloes. Um, I have heard a rumour, and this is strictly a rumour, that Ryan Ayres may potentially look to move on after that, that uh, premiership win, and Rick at Waratah seems like the perfect fit, uh, you know, if he were to go to a club like that. I reckon, um, I reckon he'd probably, I wouldn't say create a dynasty, but that would make Waratahs a very hard team to beat in the coming years. Oh, I agree completely. I think if he went to Waratahs, you'd look at them winning at least three out of the next mm. five premierships. You'd have to think so. Speaking of Rick Nolan, his Queen Ants uh, are the NTFL Women's Premier League Premiers after recording a dominant win over Waratah last Saturday afternoon. The Queen Ants, 12-8-80, defeated Warriors 6 4 40 in the grand final. Jasmine Hewitt, as we mentioned earlier, was the star and claimed the Williams medal with yet another best-on-ground performance. Look, we don't want to make this the Ricky Nolan show, but it was a great coaching performance by him and his group uh, turning around that loss to Waratah a fortnight ago. Jasmine Hewitt, what a star. Oh, she's unbelievable. And uh, I, she was my tip for best-on-ground before mm. the game. And some people sort of said, oh, nah, I think maybe go this way or that way. But you just couldn't see her not winning that medal no. um, from pretty much from half time, halfway through. I was at this game live and watched it, and it was initially a very good coaching performance from Heidi Thompson, the yeah. coach of Waratahs, and Heidi is an amazing coach. She's worked with Brisbane Lions in the AFLW. She was the women's thunder coach. She's an absolute cracking person. She's an amazing person, and uh, I thought her coaching prowess would get her over the line. Speaking to some of the Waratah players, they seemed pretty confident. They they were m- more happy to be playing Pints than to be playing Saints. Mm. And so, you know, and, and halfway through that first quarter, it all, you, you couldn't see Pints winning. I, I thought Waratahs were going to run away with it. It was two mm. goals to nothing. Pints could not get... Mm. could not get the ball into their forward line and score. But then all of a sudden, I don't even know where it came from, but deep in that first quarter, uh, Pints ended up um, bringing, coming back. I think it was two goals, three Waratahs to two goals straight Pints at quarter time. And then after that, it was just the Pints show. They oh, just yeah. dominated. And, and then Waratahs just couldn't get it. They couldn't transition from defense into attack, mm. and, and let alone score. And then even when they did manage to get it into their 50, they just never really looked like scoring. We are getting Rick Nolan on the show in about half an hour. So we said it wasn't the Rick Nolan show, but gee, it's quickly turning into that. (laughs) Hey, um, you sort of touched on it a little bit there, but what do you think won it for Pint? Did you think that they just... Because 
to put a bit more context in that, Pints were dead and buried the previous week against St. Mary's. Daniel Ponta came out on fire, had kicked three goals in the first half, and they won the unwinnable game. They were 19 points down at three-quarter time, which is a, a big, big margin in lower-scoring games, um, and they were able to overturn that and win. Of course, it was largely thanks. We talk about Rick Nolan, but Jasmine Hewitt won that game off her own boot as well. So it's a bit of a team performance, but you had Rennie Hicks and a lot of other on-ballers and, and players around the ground that played very, very well. What did you think, when did when that momentum shift happened for Pints on the weekend, what did you put that down to? Did it look like a more structured team? Because, again, we can't take anything away from Heidi Thompson, who's a terrific coach. We're not going to say she got outcoached or anything like that. Did, did, their, did their respective groups, did Waratah get outworked by Pints? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, I agree. <clears throat> Heidi did, certainly did not get outcoached. I thought they were very well coached right throughout the game. But where it looked like it shifted for me was just the contested ball. Mm. Uh, I mean, Jazz was winning it from the ruck at... From right from the very beginning, like the, her first tap, I think went went to advantage, and uh, I think, yeah, went, as she was, her, her taps, her ruck work was just dominant. But then her work around the ground, her ability to continue to run, um, I just felt like Pints were just winning all that contested ball and able to get more passages of play linked together, whereas it just seemed a bit more disjointed from Waratahs. It almost. I hate to say this, but it almost seemed to me like Waratahs were a bit of deer in the headlights type mm. stuff. And it just, they, they didn't almost on the field know where to turn. It almost felt like a lack of leadership. This is going to be a little bit inflammatory, <laughs> but it just looked like there was no one that just really stood up. Uh, I know Kira tried to and tried, you know, do a few dusties, yeah. and but it just it wasn't coming off. Uh, no. Pints were just getting one, two, three players around the ball and then just smothering the Waratah players, and then they were able to run away with it. Well done to the Queen Ants. We will talk a little bit more about the Premier League Reserves Grand Final, which Banks were victorious, and we're hoping to get uh, Raf Clark on the phone to talk about his victorious Division 2 St Mary's team. Of course, Tracy Village won the Division 1 uh, Grand Final as well. But I reckon after the break, uh, Jacob, we are going to talk about the NTFL Under-18 Grand Final. Oh, this Maybe cracking. the most amazing junior game of football I've seen in a long, long time. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn, Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.